0: Straight to your phone, free every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Anytime you disagree with another person, disagree with the actual point that they made. Do not stoop to attacking them personally because you disagree with the point that they made. Stay all exceptional. Work on your game. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Now, you know me as a former pro athlete and a person who stays in pro athlete shape, still work out every single day, still have trainers, still in 10K races. I don't mess around with what I do with my body. I don't mess around with what I put in my body. So when I looked at AG1, I was looking at the label and I noticed that it's made with 75 super high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits such as mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. And I love the fact that it comes every month, so I don't even have to think about or how much do I have, am I going to have enough, am I going to run out at a certain time. And I also get the travel pack, so I don't have to miss any days. It tastes great. It doesn't have that nasty aftertaste that you get with some kind of any kind of supplements or if you're taking any pills or anything like that. You just mix it with some water and you feel good knowing that you've done a lot to take care of your health just by taking this every single day. So here's what I did to partner with Athletic Greens. If you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase go to athleticgreens.com slash work on your game that's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game check it out for yourself you get your first order and you're going to get that free one year supply of vitamin d five free travel packs and this can be your foundational nutrition drink that you take at the beginning of the day to get all those vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you aren't getting from your normal diet, from what you're normally putting in your body. You're going to get all of that taken care of at the start of the day, every single day. And you're hearing this from an athlete. You're hearing this from somebody who does not mess around with what I put in my body. And I don't mess around with what I recommend to my audiences. I only recommend you things that I will personally use myself and things that I can logically make sense of them making sense for me. So I will recommend them because I believe it'll make sense for you. So again, that link is athleticgreens.com work on your game. Again, that's athletic athleticgreens.com slash work on your game for your free one-year supply vitamin d five free travel packs with your first order of ag1 by athletic greens again athleticgreens.com slash work on your game you are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and offensively and the mental toughness to continue showing up doing the work putting yourself out there even when the success you expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative that is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called Work on Your Game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today we are getting into part two of two on how to lose friends, and alienate people. These are communication errors that you should never make. We already covered where this is coming from and where it is going in yesterday's masterclass. So if you did not yet listen to that, you can go listen to that at your convenience right here on this feed. Just go back to the previous episode and every episode in history of the show, by the way, is at WorkOnYourGamePodcast.com. Two things before we get started. First of all is my daily motivation text which I send out free of charge every single morning to everyone who's in my text community. If you would like to receive that message and again, why would you not if you already listen to the show? Text me at the following number 305-384-6894. Secondly, work on your game university.com. You're ready to level up. When it comes to your business, when it comes to your professional career, when it comes to your prospects for moving forward over the next five to 10 years, when it comes to your mindset and your mental game, when it comes to the strategies that you are using to get from where you're at to where you want to go, when it comes to the systems that you have or the systems that do not exist for what you're doing right now and you need to get some, you need to get some strategy, you need to get some system, you know you need to get your mindset in the right place. Come to WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. You can get help there. Again, WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. You can schedule a call with me. We can talk about where you're at, where you want to be, what's the bridge between here and there, how it will work, what it will look like. Again, WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. Link is down below in the description. Now, let's get right into the topic here. Moving right into point number four. Yesterday, we covered points one, two, and three. These are communication errors that you should never make. Communication errors to never make. I'm just putting that in the title here and make sure that's in the title so everybody sees it. Point number four sarcasm and insults as deflections, sarcasm and insults, period, you probably should stay away from as much as possible. But using them as deflections is even worse. Uh, What do I mean by this? This often happens when you make a salient point with someone who disagrees with you on whatever the topic and your counterpart, instead of just acknowledging you made a good point, they reach for any tool with which they can invalidate you. So they try to invalidate you or invalidate your point By using some form of sarcasm or in some form of insult, either insulting your point, insulting whatever it is the topic is, insulting you just as a way to invalidate you so they can take the attention off of the fact that you actually just made a solid point that instead of doing a mature thing, which is possible, by the way, when you disagree with somebody, just saying, you know what, that's a good point. However, here's my counterpoint to it. You could just say that when you disagree with another person, it's okay to acknowledge when they actually made a good point. Most of the time, if you're in a back and forth with a person and you two are not agreeing on a point, it's not that they're 100 percent wrong about everything and you're 100 percent right about everything. They probably have at least a few solid points that they can stand on. And you got some points that may not be that strong. That's probably true in any conversation. So if somebody makes a good point, just acknowledge it. Say, you know what? That's a good point. But I don't agree with your other seventeen points that you made, or whatever it is that you can say there. You can all add a butt to it because y'all are having a back and forth. If y'all are having some kind of debate, if you're not having a debate, then just let them make their point. Now you don't have to invalidate it in any way if there's no need to do so. So if you do this, especially when you go to the sarcasm and the insults in a conversation with somebody, as soon as you start doing that, then you start using ad hominem attacks, which is ad hominem just means making it personal, personally attacking somebody because they made a good point. So let's say. I say something like I prefer the Democrats over the Republicans or vice versa. And then you make some personal comment attacking me as a person simply because I like a group that you don't like. At that point, you've already lost the conversation. You lost the argument because you made it personal. You went ad hominem instead of actually addressing the point. I talked about this in let me see what episode that was in episode number 2040. Judge the point, not the person. Anytime you disagree with another person, disagree with the actual point that they made. Do not. Stoop to attacking them personally because you disagree with the point that they made. This is something that happens a lot when you're dealing with people who are childish, petty, and unproductive. This is not even them. Let me not even say that. Their actions are childish, petty, and unproductive because an upstanding person can be a good person most of the time, but they can become these things when they are properly triggered on a certain subject, they can become childish, they can become petty, and the whole conversation becomes unproductive because of this, because people take it from we're addressing the actual points to now we're talking about each other. Often the tool that people use is some form of point, what I talked about, point number one and number two yesterday, delivered with some form of sarcasm as an insult. So yesterday's point number one was about they're just not listening to you, they're not really hearing what you're saying, they're just trying to find something to attack. They get a battle of semantics over the directional meaning of what you mean. Then they'll mix that with some form of sarcasm or some form of insult. So they'll use sarcasm to attack your verbiage or your wording, or they'll use some kind of insult to attack the fact that they weren't really listening to what you said. So these things kind of get mixed in together. Again, if you commonly peruse the comment section on social media or use a social platform like Twitter, where this happens all the time. You will see this often. It's a common tactic. Just be careful that you're not doing it and be wary of people who are doing it and adjust accordingly when you notice somebody trying to use it against you. Point number five, today's topic once again is how to lose friends and alienate people, common communication errors to not make. Number five, unwillingness to acknowledge a solid point. I just talked about this in point number four. This skill alone can and will diffuse 87% of arguments and disagreement. Anytime you're in what appears to be or is what is turning into a disagreement between you and another person, here's the simplest way that you can diffuse it and keep it from growing and getting bigger. Acknowledge that that person made a good point. If you can just do that, that'll pretty much solve a whole lot of stuff. Just acknowledge that they made a good point. You know what? That's a good point. When you say that, you basically take the teeth out of anybody's determination to fight or get into an argument. We usually acknowledge that what they said was actually a good thing. You just agree with them. You no, know that's a good point. And you just stop. Just add a period right there they can't fight back. It's nothing to fight against if you're not pushing. Unfortunately, again, once people have dug in their heels on a certain subject, they get so far invested into proving themselves right on that subject that even if they don't have all the information, they render themselves incapable of acknowledging somebody else's point. If that point does not, their overall point does not agree with that person's overall point. So somebody can't even just acknowledge, you know what? I don't agree with your overall point, but that Point that you made right there in context, that point itself makes sense. But in the bigger picture, it doesn't. But in the small picture, that does make sense. You can just acknowledge that, that can just completely de escalate a situation. And it can de escalate a person. It can untrigger a human being. And it works on you the same way it works on other people. When you notice people or a person who does this, the person who just can't acknowledge another person's point, your best bet is again to not even bother engaging with them because they're not engaging in good faith. They're not actually trying to come to a common ground or acknowledge a good point. They're just trying to fight. They're just looking for a fight. And when someone's looking for a fight, anything that happens is a good enough reason to throw a punch. Right? That's what happens when someone gets into this frame of mind. And some people live in this space. All right, again, those are the two minute people that you want to, for the most part, avoid. Good faith engagement means you are actually open to changing your mind on the subject. You are open to acknowledging somebody else's good point when they make one. And you are actually gaining or sharing understanding with another person, meaning you learn more about their perspective and they are learning more about your perspective. That's engaging in good faith. And This requires both people to be on that page in order for this to happen. It's not about you or them being right and it's not about you or them being wrong. Unfortunately, as I said, the type of people who are willing to engage on this level are few and far between because when people get their heels dug in, especially on emotionally triggering topics like politics, like religion like social issues, people aren't really willing to hear anything other than what they already believe and what they have already decided to agree on. Therefore, you, again, have to, knowing yourself, knowing how you like to engage and what your limits are, what you're ready for, what you're not ready for, you have to know who to engage with and who to just completely ignore because it's not even worth it and there's nothing to be gained in the interaction. Point number six, today's topic, once again, is how to lose friends and alienate people. These are mistakes in communication to never make, number six. Not allowing another person to be wrong. Yes, not allowing another person to be wrong. talked about this two days ago when I talked about the skill of empathy. I talked about the soft skill of empathy, which is your ability to acknowledge and recognize another person's energies and emotions, even if you disagree with the reason for their energies and emotions. You may disagree that your three-year-old daughter is mad and upset and crying and kicking and stomping because she has to go to bed and brush her teeth because she wants to stay up and watch TV. You may think that she's wrong and ridiculous for believing that, but you can acknowledge why she has the energy that she has. Now, you may say, well, Dre, yeah, I get that because that's a three-year-old kid. I can understand that they don't have the reasoning skills to understand anything different. Well, I want you to understand that a 33-year-old person has the exact same challenges that the three-year-old kid has, It's just they got 30 more years of experience, but usually it's the exact same experience they have not grown. What have I told you all here on the show? Most human beings, They just get older and uglier. They don't actually get better or smarter because you had to be intentional about that once puberty ends. So when you're dealing with adults, look at them as if they were children, because all of us were at one point. And some people still are. They just got older, uglier, and sometimes they get they gain some weight. That's pretty much it. Okay. So when I say wrong here, allowing another person to be wrong, your empathy means I'm saying wrong in air quotes. Okay. So I'm not always using them if you're watching on video, but I mean it in air quotes, metaphorically. The only way somebody can really be wrong in a conversation is if they state something as a factual point, but their fact is not accurate. That's the only way you can actually be wrong. Otherwise, if someone has an opinion that differs from yours or a moral stance with which you disagree, that does not make them wrong, nor does it make you wrong if you and I disagree on a perspective, we both see the fact of a situation, but I look at it from this angle and you look at it from that angle, neither of us is right and neither of us is wrong. We just have differences of perspective. Now, we can argue about the perspective. We have a right to do that. And if I think your perspective, even after you have explained it, I still think that you are off your rocker to think that way. And you think the same thing about me. We both have a right to think the way that we want to think. And it is a communication faux pas to not allow that other person to just think the way that they want to think. You say, okay, I understand why you think that way. And you understand why I think this way. Well, look, it's good that, you know, we have differences of perspective because that's what makes the world the world. Like right? All of us are not going to have the same perspective. Like some of you listen to this show. If you listen to enough episodes of this show, you heard me talk about things that many people would not talk about on their shows, that would not talk about on their platforms. They wouldn't talk about them on their social platforms because they're afraid of the blowback that they might get or the pushback they might get for saying the wrong thing and triggering the wrong people and the wrong audiences. me. This is one of the reasons why I became an entrepreneur, so I can say whatever the hell I want to say and any damn thing anybody can do to me about it. And some of you have heard me say things on this show with which you do not agree, but you continue to listen to the show because Even if I say something that you disagree with, you can respect the fact that I will at least lay it out why I'm saying it, at least why I have this perspective. And even if you disagree with it, you have a different perspective. You can respect the fact that there's someone else out there who has a different perspective, can say it in a respectful, professional way and not be incendiary or attack or make the person who thinks differently wrong for thinking differently. And again, we need more of this in society. I wish we had more of it. I think we will get it in waves. It just goes in waves. Right now we're in a wave where people just can't even be in the same room with somebody with which they disagree, with whom they disagree. It's crazy because I was on Twitter just the other day and I saw this video. I can't remember what this guy's actual job was. I believe he was a district judge or a federal judge. He was some form of judge, but he was clearly on the conservative side politically. This judge is a white guy. He was speaking at I believe this was Stanford University's law school. This is Stanford, and Stanford is known as the Ivy League of the West Coast. So you know the Ivy League colleges in the United States are like the best colleges out there, like Penn, Yale, Harvard, Brown. Though I don't even know the other schools in the Ivy League. You know, I didn't go to one, but those Ivy League schools—they're like the best schools in America, right? And they're mostly clustered around the northeastern corridor of the United States. Stanford is all the way on the West Coast, over in the Bay Area, and beautiful campus, by the way, and. They're like the Ivy League of the West Coast. So they're up there at that level. They're just technically not in the Ivy League. And this guy is going to speak at the law school of Stanford University. And while he's giving his speech, if you've seen any of this, you know anything of what goes on or any of you has recently been to college or in a college, you know what's happening is that when these people from especially people who are leaning more conservatively, come to speak at these very, very liberal universities, they don't even get a chance to say what they have to say because they get shouted down by the audience of students. The students just shout them down and don't let them talk. So the students interrupt them and shout them down. They bring their little signs and you're a bigot or you're racist or trans people matter or whatever it is that they think that these people are against. And they just shout them down, don't get them a chance to speak. So this guy, this judge or whatever he was, he's trying to talk. And in the middle of his talk, he stops and he says, all right, can we get an administrator to come in here and tell these kids to just shut the hell up so I can at least say what I got to say? And then at the end, we can have open discussion. If you want to debate me or question me on something, you can question me. But damn, just let me say what I got to say first. Then we'll get to that part, which is how it should go. Even if I know that somebody's about to say, if I do my background research on somebody, let's say you were coming. All right. You who's listening. And let's say you and I disagree on a point. I've heard you talk about it and I know that we disagree. And I know that you're going to come talk about something. and I know you're about to say some things that to me are some bullshit. I'm going to let you speak. I'm going to let you say everything that you want to say. Why? Because I've made this clear to my audience in the past that if you really believe that what somebody's saying is some bullshit, you shouldn't shout them down and prevent them from talking. You should actually let them talk as much as possible, because if they're saying some bullshit, the more they talk, the more they expose their own bullshit. If you really believe that it's bullshit. Now, if you're shouting them down, not letting them talk, that's going to make me curious as to why you won't let them speak. Then they must have something substantial that makes you fearful that you don't want them to say it, because if you really think it's garbage, you should just let them do it. All right. Any of you who knows anything about strategy, Napoleon said this, Napoleon Bonaparte, that is, never interrupt your enemy when he's in the process of making a mistake. Robert Greene said this. Give your enemy enough rope to hang himself. If your enemy is making a mistake, don't get in the way. Don't interrupt them. Let them make the mistake. Let them mess up. If you know somebody's about to say something stupid that's going to make them look stupid and expose themselves, you should give them as big a microphone as possible and turn the volume up so they can kill themselves and you can win the war without any bloodshed. That's good strategy. But when you're shutting somebody down and fighting their ability to speak, then that makes me curious that whatever they're about to say must have some actual substance to it. That's why you're so afraid of letting them do it. That's the way that I look at things. But clearly, this is not being taught on college campuses. So who knows what's being taught, but it ain't that. So here's what happens. So this guy, I believe he was a judge. I think he was a judge. He's trying to talk. They won't let him talk. The students are shutting him down. It's like a lecture hall. So you know, these lecture halls, maybe a hundred kids in a room. He asks for an administrator. Administrator comes. She's a brown woman. I don't know if she's a Latin, black, brown woman. She comes in and he says, hey, I'm asking for an administrator. Woman says, well, I am an administrator. And what was her job? I got to see if I can find this so I can actually get y'all the actual information on who this person was. Let me see if I can find it because I actually had added a comment to this tweet. I added a comment to the video when I saw it. Let me see if I can find it. So this guy, again, I'm just scrolling through to see if I can find this. It was just a day ago from when I am recording this. So here it is. So this video, or now I got to find where the video actually came from. So this is, man, I got to find where this this video came from. This came from, I don't don't see it. Bear with me here, I'm going to find this because this is, here it is, Stanford Law School. It's happened at Stanford Law School. Stanford's elite law school. And it's about 100 kids in a room. And this guy's trying to talk. They won't let him talk. They're shouting him down, blocking him from speaking. He asked for an administrator. The woman comes in. And I believe if I got this correctly, who this woman was, is that she is. So this guy is Fifth Circuit Appellate Judge. His name is Kyle Duncan. He's trying to speak. And guess who comes in the room? He asked for an administrator. The Stanford's Associate Dean of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion comes into the room and she takes the podium to address the room. And what does she do for 10 minutes? She gets on the podium. And I watched this video. She gets on the podium and she lectures him. She lectures the judge about how what he represents and what he does is harmful and dangerous to the students of Stanford Law School. These are people who are about to become lawyers and judges. That's what happened in that classroom. Y'all can find this video on social media. This is Stanford Law School. And I told you the guy's name is Kyle Duncan. And you'll see this video because the video went viral. They got like millions of views on social media when it went viral. And I bet that the people at Stanford are proud of themselves that this happened. When that's actually ridiculous. Even if you think the guy's wrong, this is my whole point. We're on point number six here today. And this is how to lose friends and alienate people, not allowing another person to be wrong. If you think a person's wrong, they still have a right to be wrong. They have a right to say what they want to say. They have a right to say things that you believe are hateful, bigoted, nasty, racist, Anti whatever group you support, they can be anti that group if they want to be. This is the land of free speech. People have a right to say what they want to say and think what they want to think. Don't shut them down. Let them talk. When you don't allow people to do that, then that's saying more about you than it is about them because they didn't get a chance to say anything. So we don't know what they have to say. We only know what you have to say. And this is a poor listening habit that is being taught. Again, this is being taught at universities that are supposed to be the best schools in America. These schools allegedly drawing in the best students and producing the best adults. When they get out, this is what's happening at the best schools. So what's happening at the mediocre and bad schools? If this is what's happening at the best school, you tell me if someone has an opinion that's different from yours or a moral stance that you disagree with, that does not make either of you right or wrong. It just means you disagree. Your moral judgment is no more right or wrong than anyone else's. First of all, the fact that Stanford even has an associate dean of diversity, inclusion and equity already tells you enough about what Stanford has going on in the first place. That's the first thing. And secondly, the fact that this woman will come in and say, well, I am an administrator. And then she takes his stage time and lectures him in a way that basically caters to the audience and basically talks down on him as if he's wrong because of what he quote unquote represents is complete garbage. But this is what they're co-signing at. Again, these are the university that are teaching you all's kids. All right. Some of you right now, there's some of you listening to this right now who is paying tuition for your child to be going to a university in the United States where this kind of stuff is co-signed and taught. And this is like celebrated. When she was done talking, she got an ovation from the audience. They clapped for her as if she was the one giving a speech. All right. These are your future lawyers and judges. These are the people that when you go to court 10 years from now, they're going to be the ones sitting at the, uh, what do they call that place where the judge sits? whatever they call it. All right. These are the people that are going to be presiding over your court case. These people who don't even want to hear an argument that they have decided that they morally disagree with before they even get to hear what the person has to say. And this is a faux pas. This is a communication mistake that you should not make. Let me tell you why you should not make this mistake. And this is not about how the public is going to judge you because the public is relative. Because if I was at Stanford and I said what I'm saying right now, they would probably shout me down. Well, they wouldn't shout me down the same way they shout out this guy now because I don't have the same personality as this guy. But you get the point of what I'm saying. And I can go to other places and say this. Now we get innovation because I'm saying that what I am. The bigger picture of what I'm saying is regardless of which room you were in, doesn't matter who the person is speaking. You should allow them to say what they got to say, because if they're wrong, it'll be proven. And if they're right, that will also be proven. Again, I'm using those in air quotes. Wrong and right are relative. If you and another person disagree on something that is a moral judgment or a matter of perspective or a matter of opinion, they have just as much a right to theirs as you have to yours. Let them have their opinion, even if you vehemently disagree with it. The next person was able to convince someone else to change their mind via argument or shouting a person down or just ignoring a person, not letting them talk. The next person who changes somebody's mind through that behavior will be the first person in history to ever achieve such an outcome. No mind has ever been changed because you shouted somebody down from their opinion because they went to your opinion. They never said, you know what? Yesterday, Jimmy. I had opinion A, but because you shouted me down, and didn't let me state my opinion. You know what? I changed my opinion to yours, to match yours, so now I have opinion B. That has never happened. Never. You know what, Mr. Johnson, because I got fired from my job for having opinion B, you know what? I decided now that I've been fired that I changed my opinion to opinion A. Said nobody ever. That's never happened. You will not convince somebody to change their opinion. You can't do that. So convincing someone to change their opinion is an oxymoronic statement because you can't do it. And you think your form of convincing is to shout them down, to ignore them, to ban them, to cancel them, to protest against them. None of these things actually achieves the desired outcome of getting somebody to listen to you, to be your friend, or to be won over to your perspective. None of those things work. It feels good in the moment. I I would agree with that. But it becomes a pyrrhic victory. That's the victory that feels good in the moment, but it costs you more in the long run than you actually gain in the short term. All that said. Let's recap today's class. was part two of two. How to lose friends and alienate people. These are communication mistakes to never make, even if the people who are supposed to be leading you and teaching you for your future, like your college professors or your associate... What is this woman's title again? Let me see what her title was again. Associate Dean of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. I got a lot to say on that subject. If you want to hear more about it, I'll tell you what episodes to listen to, <laughs> what episodes to listen to it on. That was episode number... I talked about that in episode number. Let me find it. Episode 2307, 08 and 09, how to do D.I.E. the right way. So I broke down all three diversity, equity and inclusion. Episodes 2307, 2308 and 2309. I also told you in episode number 2199 why D.I.E. is the enemy of high performance. So if you want to know what I have to say on those subjects, just to make any of you who is new around here and you don't know. I address everything. All right. There's no subject that I have not addressed. If you don't know, just ask me and I'll tell you where I've addressed. Subject X. Name one that you think I haven't talked about. Oh, I have. All that said. Recap in today's class. Point number four. Sarcasm and insults as deflections. Do not do this. This is childish. This is petty. This is unproductive behavior. It's often what people use combined with points one and two from yesterday when they just disagree with another person. It's a common tactic, but you should not use it. When you see most people doing something, do the opposite. Number five. Unwillingness to acknowledge a solid point. This skill alone can diffuse 87% of arguments and disagreements. If you just acknowledge when someone has made a good point, even if you disagree with their overall conclusion, you can agree with they made a good point somewhere in the process. Most arguments are not completely wrong or completely right. Number six, not allowing another person to be wrong. This is you go to a college campus and somebody's coming to speak and they get shut down or shouted down or protested against to the point that the college cancels the person's speaking gig because there's going to be violence or they want everybody to feel safe. And that's complete nonsense. And this is being done by spineless administrators running these campuses. And these campuses are allegedly, allegedly preparing students to be the next leaders of the free world that we have here in the United States and the globe, period. And and at the same time, they're charging you $10,000, 20000 $40,000 a year for the right to teach you how to not listen, how to not win friends and not influence people. It's complete garbage. And The fact that this is going on and they're charging a ton of money for it. They were doing it for free, it'd be one thing, but they're actually, people are actually paying money for the privilege to learn how to do this, which makes no sense whatsoever. And everything I'm saying here today is the reason why you don't see me doing speaking gigs at colleges. But hey, maybe one day things will change. We can all hope, right? All right. With all that said, text me 305-384-6894. Let me know the best insight you got from today's class and workonyourgameuniversity.com. When you're ready to go to the next level, when we're talking about actual real game and real ability and real skills that will work in the real world, not just in the bubble that you want to hide in when you get out of college, especially if you go somewhere like Stanford Law, then go to WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com or you can get the real skills that will help you go where you really want to go on real stuff and dealing with real people. Work on WorkOnYourGameUniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.